Huge show today, Human Events Daily. Matthew McConaughey coming in, trying to take away our guns, working with the Biden administration. They're deploying the McConaughey. We're going to break it all down. But first, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on at Turning Point USA, TPUSA, the Student Action Summit. It's coming. I know it's called the Student Action Summit, but guess what? You can go even if you're not a student because who is going to be there that's why you want to go. It's July 22nd to the 24th, Tampa, Florida. You got to love Tampa, by the way. Best venue down there at the conference center. We got President Trump, Governor DeSantis. That's right. Boom, boom. Senator Hawley, Senator Ted Cruz, Greg Gutfeld, Donald Trump Jr., Jesse Waters, Pete Hegseth, myself, Charlie Kirk, Kimberly Guilfoyle, Congresswoman Boebert, and Congressman Matt Gates. And that's just the people that have been announced up until this point. Basically, if you miss this thing, like, I don't even know what you're doing, right? And by the way, because Father's Day is coming up, what better gift to get dad, if you got a conservative father out there, than tickets to take him along to go see President Trump and Governor DeSantis. How do you get him? The link is in the description, tpsa.com slash sass. Utilize promo code POSO, all caps POSO, for 25% off. And while you're on the website, go and get yourself a copy of Charlie's new book, As Little as a Dollar, as a donation to the conservative response to The Great Reset. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is June 8th. 2022 Anano Dominate. Today's top headlines. A Buffalo, New York pro-life center allegedly firebombed by pro-abortion terrorists and potentially having links to the Jane's Revenge group or movement. We'll break it down next. Matthew McConaughey, an anti-gun actor calling for nationwide red flag laws in a very high profile White House address. Third, the FBI has seized the electronic data of the Brookings Institute president in illegal Qatari lobbying investigation. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry, Brookings. And finally, the Pentagon has identified a U.S. service member as a potential suspect in an explosion that injured four U.S. troops in Syria, possible friendly fire attack. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Come to find out that the, uh, the, the windows behind us were smashed in and fires were lit intentionally. Um, you'll see a sign over here with graffiti saying Jane was here. Uh, that represents Jane's Revenge. It's an abortion terrorist group. Um, who, which have, have, have taken responsibility for other vandalisms and fire bombings across the country. Uh, they have, they have ar- said that they would strike again in, in different parts of the state on the lead up to the potential of Roe versus Wade being overturned, and they have done that here, apparently. Hi, I'm calling because I read about the fire in your building, and I'm calling because I'm curious if it was arson or rather the good Lord showing you an example of hell and where you belong for being such a misogynistic bitch. Thanks for uh, basically going out there daily and making sure that women can't have control over their own bodies. And I'm so thankful that the good Lord finally took action on people like you. So what you just heard there was the voicemail left The last time another one of these pro-life centers was firebombed, that was in the state of Wisconsin. This just happened in Buffalo, New York. We've also seen recently an incident at a pro-life center in Washington, D.C. And what's very interesting is that graffiti left on the building in Buffalo 
referenced the group Jane's Revenge. Now, Jane's Revenge was this group that took credit for a fire set, according to the Post Millennial, a fire set at the Madison, Wisconsin headquarters of Wisconsin Family Action. The graffiti in Buffalo said Jane was here. So what we're potentially looking at now is an either coordinated or decentralized network or movement of anarchists and violent radicals that are perpetuating these attacks in the name of abortion, right? And this was a group before, prior to Roe v. Wade coming out, this Jane's group was an older group in the 1960s. What their job was, and they, we've looked into this, by the way, myself, other people have looked into it. It doesn't seem like they were violent back in the 1960s, but what they were was some sort of uh, almost like an underground railroad for abortions, for women to be able to procure these back alley abortions before Roe v. Wade being passed, or at least being uh, ruled in 1972. And so what this group now is doing, they're calling themselves Jane's Revenge. They know that the Supreme Court imminently will be striking down Roe v. Wade. And when that takes place, that will kick the abortion decision back to the states where it belongs, by the way, something that I, they used to call it. What was that phrase? It was a phrase we learned uh, democracy, democracy. We used to call it democracy, right? These things, you would put it up for a vote and then people would elect representatives and they would decide what the laws of a certain state would be. But somewhere along the line. It became, you know, through the left when they realized that because their ideas were so unpopular that what they were going to do was not use this democratic system anymore, not use the Constitution, not use our system of representation. No, 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 no. Small R Republic. What they would do was they would stack the courts with people that believed their line of thinking, and then they would read things into the Constitution that weren't actually there. Things like abortion. Things like contraception, all of these different items that you might be for them or against them, right? They're not part of the Constitution because they aren't things that you have a quote unquote constitutional right to. By the way, you can amend the Constitution if you want. If you really want that much, set it up, vote for it, go for the amendment. We have a process for this. But now you've got this group, Jane's Revenge. And they are, it does seem like now that this is a movement that is breaking out nationwide. It is taking up the reins from the Antifa movement. And what they're doing is they're conducting attacks on pro-life centers, places where people are fighting to be able to achieve pro-life in their state because they understand that Roe v. Wade is DOA at the Supreme Court. That means it'll kick it back to the states. They're starting the fight early and they're taking the fight directly to the pro-life movement. So what does that mean? That means for conservative leaders, for DAs, for prosecutors out there, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. These attacks are wrong. Political violence is always wrong. And people like Chesa Boudin out in San Francisco who just lost his job over not locking up violent felons, people like Chesa Boudin hopefully are the first domino to fall. I want to take a moment to talk to you about the fragile state of the U.S. dollar and what it means for you. I think we're in for a tough year, and Biden's printing and spending could be catastrophic for the U.S. dollar and the markets. Now, us real patriots know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic, and it's about to get 
worse. And that is why I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver now. The only company that I recommend personally is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver or have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and want to build a long-term relationship. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with TrustLink, they are AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance, and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. You get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that Poso sent you. So do not wait. Click today, allegiancegold.com slash Poso. The link is in the description, making it so easy for you. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. Allegiancegold.com slash Poso in the description. One, let's ban the assault weapons for civilians. And to my friends out there that are responsible, owners of these recreational, uh, or these assault weapons that they use for recreation, please, man, let us take one for the team here and set it down. We need responsible gun ownership. Responsible gun ownership. We need background checks. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21. We need a waiting period for those rifles. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. So Matthew McConaughey, actor, Hollywood actor, Matthew McConaughey, who apparently is a native of Uvalde, Texas, coming to the White House yesterday, telling us that we need red flag laws and that it's just common sense, responsible gun regulations, right? And who wouldn't before that, right? Who wouldn't before common sense regulations, right? Of course, everyone's for that, right? Understand, these are scripted phrases. This is being done to push an agenda to sell you. By the way, this is what President Obama used to do all day long. Remember, President Obama came out just a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, you have to stop saying defund the police. What he'll, what he'll turn around and say is we need to reinvest in communities. And he was talking to the radical left of his party, and saying that the way you need to get your radical causes across is not to address them directly, but essentially to kind of cover them up, use sleight of hand like a magician up on stage and say, no, 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 we're not defunding the police, we're reinvesting in communities. See, it's completely different. And so with McConaughey here, you hear him at the White House saying, look, it's just common sense. It's common sense, guys. Come on, everyone believes in this, right? Horrible attack, horrible thing that happened, obviously. But you go back just a few years, like we did here at Human Events, and what did we find? We found the exact same guy, Matthew McConaughey, saying, all of you assault weapon owners just need to take one for the team. Just get rid of them. Don't need them anymore. Put them down. That's what he said. A ban on civilian ownership of assault weapons. And keep in mind, by the way, that Matthew McConaughey, whenever he goes out in public, is defended by armed guards. President Biden, whenever he goes out in public, defended by armed guards. Probably armed guards, Secret Service, by the way, if he's out in public, that you know, you better believe that they've got assault weapons all over them. President Biden has been defended by assault weapons for his entire adult life. All right, just, just keep that in mind. What we're talking about is that the individual person the individual family, the individual gun owner would have the ability to be able to defend themselves the same way that the rich elites are able, who can afford this, that they could have that right. Sure, that's great. I'm totally for that, by the way. I'm f perfectly fine 
with Matthew McConaughey being able to defend himself and President Biden being able to defend himself and the Obamas, et cetera, et cetera, right? Of course. But the point is that this type of stuff can't only be for the elites. It should be for everyone else because what you have is a problem of human nature. You have a problem of human nature. Human nature is immutable and it cannot be changed. We can try, we can strive, right, to become more perfect the way our constitution says. We can become closer to God the way the Bible says, the way that Aquinas writes, that we can become more self-actualized as we journey closer to God, but we can never become perfect. It's not how it works. It just ain't how it works. And so the only people that would be following these laws are by definition, the law abiding citizens. A criminal isn't going to sit there, go look at the mass shooting that just happened in South, on South Street in Philadelphia last week, right? Right where I used to go hang out with my buddies when I was in high school. You're not going to see the people there saying, oh, guys, whoa, hold on a second. We can't do this. Well, there's gun laws against it. Come on. This is a gun-free zone. We can't be coming down here on South Street shooting into a crowd. They don't care what the law says. They've already got the guns. And so, unfortunately, we don't live in utopia. We don't live in fantasy land. We live in the real world. And in the real world, there's two options here. Number one, lock up the crazy people and lock up the criminals. And when I say lock up the crazy people, what I mean is actually institutionalized, get them the help they need. Obviously, if you're going to put uh, a red flag law on somebody, well, we've guess what? We've already got mental health laws on the books. Use them. Simply use them. Get person institutionalized like this kid in Uvalde who should have been done. The community failed there. It wasn't the law abiding citizens who failed. It was the people who failed to actually step up and get this kid the help he needed. That's number one. But number two, don't take guns away from the people who didn't commit the crime. You know what the best financial advice ever might be? It's the three-week rule. What's the three-week rule, you ask? It's simple. You wait three weeks to buy that new car. You wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage. And you wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. And guess what? Life happens. Like I know for us, our family's getting bigger. Might need to get a bigger car. Just how it goes. Same thing with the house, too, if you ask my wife. But why do you wait three weeks? Because that's how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost his or her credit score on an average of 61 points. And listen, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands in everything that you finance. ScoreMaster technology was developed by credit data scientists to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought possible. ScoreMaster is so easy, it takes about a minute to get started and you don't have to wait months for your best credit score. Try ScoreMaster today and see how many plus points you can add to your credit score. You know, we get so many, I get so many questions personally. They say, Poso, what was that thing that you were talking about to boost your credit score, right? It's simple. You go to scoremaster.com slash poso. That's scoremaster.com slash poso. The link is in the description. We have, I think, been very uh, comfortable in the aftermath of that administration by being able to look ourselves in the mirror and say we never compromised our values. We never compromised our principles. Uh, Doing good was always foremost in our minds. And when you pursue analysis and research that is fact-based and data-driven, then your conclusions bring you about as close to truth as you can possibly be. Well, so that's General Allen of the Brookings Institute, the president, former four-star general in the United States Marine Corps. Interestingly enough, the FBI has just seized the electronic data of General Allen 
who now works as the president of the Brookings, Brookings Institute. The Brookings Institute, well, I thought that they were just some nice, independent, they're the good guys, right? You know, they're the people that are just trying to help usher all of society into the great utopian future where we're all live together. But, well, it turns out, funny enough, that the FBI and the DOJ uploaded a PDF incorrectly yesterday to some court docket somewhere. We found it. Postmillennial found it. They got the story up last night before they could take this thing down. He's under investigation for illegal foreign lobbying for the government of Qatar. Yes, that's right, Qatar. Let's talk about, you know, you want to talk about Happy Pride Month. You want to talk about equality for everybody, right? But you're taking money and apparently direction from the Qatari. So let's dig into this. New federal court filings obtained Tuesday outlined a potential criminal case against former Marine General John Allen, who led U.S. and NATO forces in Afghanistan before being tapped in 2017 to lead the influential Brookings Institution. And this is, of course, up at postmillennial.com. The investigation is wide ranging and has already resulted in sentences against former ambassador to the UAE, Richard Olson, as well as a well-known donor, Imad Zuberi, who is serving 12 years on corruption charges. The FBI alleges that General Allen provided a false version of events about his work for Qatar. Allen is also accused of failing to provide communications in response to a grand jury subpoena. The Brookings Institute did not respond to the postmillennial for a comment. Recently, the Institute claimed to have stopped receiving Qatari funds. It's also alleged that Allen lobbied uh, President Trump's national, former national security advisor, H.R. McMaster, to take a friendlier stance on Qatar. In a June 9th email to McMaster, Allen said that the Qataris were just asking for some help and wanted the White House or Trump's State Department to issue a statement with specific language calling on all sides of the Gulf diplomatic crisis to act, quote unquote, with restraint. So what, what was going on back in 2017, 2018, people understand this, there was a huge rift in the Gulf between the uh, the Qataris and Saudi Arabia. So the Saudis and the Qataris were really going at it, right? They were fighting back and forth, not only for influence within that region, but influence within the United States and influence with the administration. Saudi Arabia eventually won out because Qatar had been funding at the time tons of radicals. They're the owners, by the way, of Al Jazeera. And apparently, apparently, not only funding the Brookings Institute, but directing the Brookings Institute to lobby on their behalf with the administration of the United States. See, that's when you cross the line. It's one thing for you to say, okay, I'm going to write this article. Okay, I'm going to put this out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this statement, right? And I got, you know, make my opinion known. But if you cross the line, and I think about it, right? Why did they hire a former Marine general? Because they want his Rolodex, because they want his contacts with the people who are still in government. It's the same way the defense industry works, by the way, right? They want his connections, right? He's not up there because, you know, he's, a, you know, some paragon of, of virtue and understanding how the, no, 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 no. They want him because they know that he has the ability to pick up the phone and be able to directly dial in to the White House, to the Pentagon, to DOD, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is, if you're doing that on the dime of a foreign government, and if you're doing that at the direction of a foreign government, then guess what, boys and girls? You just became a foreign influence agent. And if you are a foreign influence agent, you need to be registered under something that's called the FARA Act, right? By the way, this is far less 
than anything that General Flynn ever did, right? He was on the phone. He wrote like an op-ed or something, or he didn't even write it himself. Somebody drafted it, and one of his partners posted it. This is nothing compared to what Flynn did, and yet they went after him for it. So the fact they're going after Brookings, one of the most powerful think tanks in all of Washington, with Qatari money that has flooded this town for years, it's remarkable. Hopefully, next, they'll do the CCP. One thing about Assad, not a good guy. I understand that. But we're backing and spending billions and billions of dollars on backing rebels that we have no idea who they are. And a lot of people think they're ISIS. I happen to think they're ISIS, but who knows? But we're spending billions of dollars to get Assad out with people that we have no idea who they are. I don't think that's smart. We have to rebuild our country. Our country's falling to pieces. We have 19 trillion in debt. We have infrastructure that's a disaster. Our roadways, our airports, our schools, everything. We have to start thinking about ourselves. We're pouring trillions of dollars into the Middle East and we have nothing for it. We have nothing. Well, so there's President Trump explaining why he didn't think it was a good idea for the United States to be involved in the Middle East the way that we were. Libya, Iran, Iraq, Syria. Why are we going over there, knocking over governments, and then not knowing what's going to take their place? You're creating power vacuums, power vacuums where terrorists get in and crazy things happen. Well, did you know, by the way, that throughout all of this, the United States still to this day has military bases and troops on their boots on the ground in Syria? And what just happened? Back in April 7th of this year, just a couple of weeks ago, there was an attack on Green Village, and Green Village is a U.S. base in Deir al-Zor in eastern Syria. That's right on the border with Iraq. Now, initially, officials claimed that the injuries were caused by an artillery strike, right? some shelling, a mortar fire, possibly a rocket. But a week later, U.S. officials at the Pentagon are now saying that it may seem as though a deliberate placement of an explosive charge by an unidentified individual at an ammunition holding facility or shower facility took place. They've identified a suspect in the attack. And, and here's what's crazy. The suspect, as far as we know, and I'm getting this off a of Daily Mail, is a U.S. service member. So that means not one of these green on blue type attacks where we saw in Afghanistan where you would have people that would be members of the Taliban or sympathetic to the Taliban or ISIS or getting jobs on U.S. bases coming on as contractors and conducting attack. No, 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 no. This looks as though it may have been an actual blue on blue attack that took place on U.S. forces in Syria. So let's go through the details because I want to be very clear about this. Because if we're alleging something of this magnitude, you got to be right. Patrick Barnes, a spokesman for the Army Criminal Investigative Division, said in a statement that a potential suspect is back in the United States. He said that investigations by Army CID and Army Air Force Office of Special Investigations are ongoing. Right, so you've got Air and Army on the same base there. So let's go back a second. Let's go back a second. Do you remember right after January 6th, we're having these, these, cra- you know, these hearings. I'm sure everybody's going to be watching the hearings, right? You know, all this week on January 6th. That the Pentagon put out this new program, this new office. Secretary Austin came out and said, we're going we're gonna to go after extremists in the ranks. We're going to go after. 
And they, what did they define extremists as, right? They defined it as, you know, someone who might be liking too many MAGA pages on Facebook, someone who might be following the NRA or Turning Point USA or somebody listens to human events, right? Those are the extremists they were going after. Those were the, uh, the white nationalists that they were going after. Well, now it seems that you did have an actual extremist who conducted an actual attack on a base on U.S. service members in Syria. Guess he slipped through your cracks a little bit. Maybe somewhere along the line, you guys got so caught up in your moral panic over fake extremism that you made up that you forgot that the real world exists, that real extremists do exist, real criminals do exist, and the people like this were given a free hand because you were looking in the other direction. Well, that's all the time we have. Human Events Daily today, powered by Turning Point USA. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your politics, wherever you get your podcasts, leave us up there. Human Events Daily, racing up the charts. I really have to say thank you to everybody who's been sharing this out with your normie friends. And I always say, just find one story, just one piece of it. They say, hey, did you hear about that, you know, that thing that was going on that crazy you know crazy attack well Pasobi covered it on human events you should check that out right you know just 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 slip it in just slip it in and then they get hooked and they just press that little plus button and they get hooked what did we talk about today the buffalo pro-life center allegedly firebombed by pro-abortion terrorists it may have been this jane's revenge movement again next matthew mcconaughey calling for nationwide red flag laws in his white house address the white house seizing the data of the Brookings Institute president, naughty, naughty Brookings Institute. Imagine if that was heritage, by the way, taking money from Russia, right? Well, it turns out that it was illegal Qatari lobbying. And then finally, the Pentagon identifying a U.S. service member that is a suspect in an explosion, a potential blue-on-blue attack at a base in Syria. Why are we even in Syria? But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today, June 8th, 1949. Can you believe it? British author George Orwell published his dystopian classic, 1984. And while I say this is a moment of history, he put out the book then. What's amazing is that you don't even need to read the book anymore. You can just live in the real world on a regular basis and you know exactly what it is he was writing about, right? The memory holes, the newspeak, the thought crime, right? Not allowed to think that, not allowed to talk about those things. And then always having said, the one thing I do say that Orwell didn't predict correctly was that it wouldn't be Big Brother would be looking over your shoulder, is that we would demand Big Brother be following us every day on a little black square in our pockets as we go around. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.